Do you ever feel like your to-do list is running your life instead of the other way around? I see you, powerhouse, and I'm here to help you regain your sanity. As a busy wife, mom, and entrepreneur myself, my to-do list seemed never-ending. In fact, I often had multiple. Not to mention that nagging feeling of never getting enough things crossed off. The overwhelm was constantly churning in my head. That is until I started utilizing the brain dump. That's right. This simple yet strategic exercise completely transformed my life. And I've started sharing it with my clients and it's transformed theirs as well. So I have to share it with you, my audience. That's why I'm so excited to introduce the Powerhouse Brain Dump, A Better Way of Getting Shit Done, a game-changing ebook that is about to revolutionize the way you tackle tasks. My transformative method empowers you to banish the chaos and overwhelm and learn how to offload your mental clutter onto paper and provide a clear roadmap for action and success. This is not your typical productivity guide. No, no. It's a revolutionary approach for the fearless female lawyer who's ready to break free from overwhelm and reclaim her powerhouse status. So what are you waiting for? Say hello to a more organized and focused you. Grab your copy of the Powerhouse Brain Dump, a better way of getting shit done today by clicking on the link in the show notes or go to directly to eringuerner.com. People don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. And I don't, I don't know why people have that mindset because the reality is nobody knows what they're doing. Right? Nobody knows what they're doing. You are more than a lawyer. You are a powerhouse. Welcome to Powerhouse Lawyers. I'm your host, Erin Gurner, a former lawyer, wife, mom, entrepreneur, and coach. And I'm here to show you what's possible. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey, powerhouses. Welcome back to the show. You guys, I have the biggest treat for you and our next guest. Like I'm not even going to do a lot with this intro because honestly, this next powerhouse, her entire episode is packed full of so much goodness that I don't even think I could even adequately give her an intro. But this is what I do want to say about this episode because I think it's something that we don't really think about. um, And that is building confidence. And some of you might be listening to this and being like, well, I'm confident. Like, I mean, I'm good. Or some of you might be like, golly, that is really something that I struggle with. I just, I I wasn't born confident or I've never really been confident or I want to be confident and I don't really know how to do that. Our next guest embodies confidence in a way that I've never really quite seen. And it really was implanted. I mean, she's been this way her entire life. Like she knew from a young age that she was going to be an attorney. She's not batted an eyelash and gone straight ahead. But for the rest of us who are not gifted that innate sense of, confidence. I think this episode will give you so much motivation and empower you so much to know that confidence is a muscle and slow, slow, simple, small action steps over time towards your goal builds confidence. You have to start, you have to take messy action and then you build that muscle and you build the confidence to keep going. There are so many lawyers that are doing so many cool things outside the traditional legal narrative of the way things have already been done, but that takes confidence and it takes trusting yourself. And our next guest 
takes that to an entire new level. You guys enjoy my friend Madison. She is just, I don't even know what to say. And I'm rarely, rarely without words, but y'all enjoy Madison. And she is going to teach us all how to walk in this life confidently and show up as the woman in the powerhouse that we are all meant to be. Enjoy the show. Hey, powerhouses. Oh my gosh, you guys are in for such a treat today. My girl, Madison Coper is in the house and y'all are going to love this girl. I mean, I met her. I was like, oh my, you, when you meet your kindred spirit, you just freaking know. Even over Zoom, you can feel it. So Madison is a holistic lawyer with an unstoppable drive to make the world a peaceful place. She defines balanced entrepreneurship. I cannot wait for you to hear her story because she's a youngin, y'all. She's a youngin. She is the founder of Sunshine Law Firm, where she and her team provide legal solutions with a brighter perspective. She also is the founder of The Life Coach Lawyer, a place to create balanced solutions of all kinds, which really embodies her role, not only as an advisor, but as a coach. And we're not done yet. She has a conscious merch line for Groovy Souls called Mad Hippie. And she was actually wearing some of the merch when we met for the first time. So it's super cute. We'll link it up in the show notes. She also teaches Pilates, breathwork, hosts seminars and workshops, and is the queen of networking. I can attest to that. And does not go anywhere with making without making a new friend, which is why we are friends. Welcome to the show, Madison. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that I met you. We obviously like hit it off instantaneously. We're like soul sisters immediately, which I love. And you're coming to Scottsdale and to do your retreat and I'm here already. So I cannot wait to meet you in person and see your community live and in action. I love it. Yes, it's going to be awesome. This is definitely a divine, divine meeting. I, I love it. Okay, so take us back to the beginning. Why did you go to law school? Why did you want to become a lawyer? And talk to me about literally charting your own course from the very beginning. Because for me, sitting from this view and vantage point, I wish that I had had just an ounce of the courage to be like, I am not going the way that everybody else says that I need to go. And I honestly think that is a reflection of more women in the law, rising up, talking, doing, practicing law a different way, but you have literally just come out of the gate crushing it. So take us back to the beginning of your journey and tell us how you got here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, I I feel like I've never heard somebody else's story similar to mine. And, you know, I think that's really cool. And I hope that from people hearing my story that, that other people like see that they can just like pick a path and stick with it. So when I was 13, I took a career placement test, like from like transitioning from eighth grade to high school, you know, they like make everybody do it. And I got like three results. One of them was like a director, a lawyer. And then the third one I can never remember. And I picked lawyer. And like, it was really that simple. I knew that I wanted a job where I could talk a lot, dress cute and help people. Like that was my criteria. And it still is like a hundred percent. Like that is how I want to show up every single day of my life, talking a lot, dressing cute and helping people. And so from then on, that was my destiny. Like it was exactly what I was meant to be. And I feel like it was very much a gift, like to just know exactly a, an end point, a goal point. And so I basically started setting those pieces into place when I was 
literally 13 years old, like a eighth grader going into freshman year of high school, I fell in love with history. And so I started studying that I joined the history team in high school and like ended up being pretty good at it realized I had a pretty dang good memory. Um, And so I knew I was going to go to law school. And so I went to an undergrad, I'm a first generation college student. So setting my sights on being a lawyer was a big deal. And literally the first person in my entire family to go to college um, and graduate. So I I decided that I was going to study history, knowing that I could go to law school with that. It would be useful and helpful. I studied history and political science. My background is in civil rights work, and that's what I like focused on during undergrad. And, you know, nothing really swayed me from deciding to become a lawyer. So I, I joined the mock trial team. I ended up becoming captain. Um, I did it for all three and a half years because I ended up graduating undergrad early. And then I basically graduated early, moved out to Scottsdale to be with my husband, or he was my boyfriend at the time, and now he's my husband. And then I got a job at a corporate law firm and just like kept taking all the right steps to get to law school. And then I applied and got in and started January 2020. And here we are. It was my 10-year plan from 13. I got into law school at 23. And and literally, that was my 10-year plan. Like, I did it. And it's been amazing ever since. Well, it's just the power of setting intentional goals and taking intentional action towards them. And I think that it's so incredible that you had that foresight at such a young age, especially as a woman, right? Um, I, I think that's hard to do. I think that's very unique. So talk to me about being a first generation, not only college student, but law student. So mm-hmm. how, how did that work? Were your parents like, tell me about that mindset of shifting from, you know, because that's not that wasn't modeled for you, you know, so yeah. how does that talk to me about that mindset? Yeah, well, I mean, the truth of the matter is, and this is like something I'm dealing with my personal life now. And, and like you mentioned earlier, like divine timing, it's a very, very powerful thing. And it was a gift that I was able to know myself well enough from a young age to pick something and then just stick with it. I came from a really hard upbringing. I grew up really poor with a bunch of siblings. I'm from a small town in Texas and not a lot of people in general from my town make it out. And I just knew that it wasn't the life for me. It wasn't where I was meant to be, that I had so much more to give, that the world was so big. I didn't get on an airplane until I was 19 years old. I only left the state of Texas one time before I was 19, which was, you know, insane. And now I've literally like traveled the world. So I just, I just knew that my energy couldn't be contained, that my personality, like, needed to see more of the world. And so I was unstoppable. Like I just, I wanted a better life for myself. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with this, but like, I just was destined to be the one to like break the cycle and get out of like the generational trauma cycles that my entire family lineage had been stuck in for so long. So that's me. I'm that girl. And it's a lot and it's a lot to carry, but I, I was not going to not succeed. It was, there was just no question about it. I literally told everybody from the time I was 13 that I was going to be a lawyer. I was manifesting before that was even a thing. People would say, Oh, it's cute that you want to be a lawyer. And I'd say, no, I don't want to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. Like a uh, little sassy Madison, like coming at them for trying to like, in, in my view, like diminish that desire at all, or like, think that it was so unreachable. It's like, no, 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 I'm doing this. And I did it. Did you have mentors and stuff along the way, encouraging you and showing you this is possible? Like, Mm -mm. 
How did you hang on to that vision? Because it really, I mean, there were, you didn't have any evidence that that was really possible. No. And honestly, I had so many people like deterring me because, and, and, you know, you talk about this a lot, like lawyer well-being. like I had so many people like, oh, you don't want to be a lawyer. And like, trying to tell me that my dreams weren't valid, that my dreams were a bad idea. And I just, I just knew better. I just knew that I didn't have to do things the way that other people did things. I don't know how I knew that at such a young age. I don't know why I was so committed to this, this singular path, but I don't know. I'm just the kind of girl that like, I know what I want. And it shows up so many different ways in my life. Like my husband was my first boyfriend. I was like, okay, yeah, you're the one. Like, that's it. It took me two weeks to know, and and he is, and we've been together nine years. Like, and it's like real true love, you know. So I just everything in my life, like, I know myself well enough. I trust myself immensely, and I did even from a young age. And that that came with you know having to take care of myself in many ways. Um, but it, it was just I knew that I controlled my destiny if I just kept taking steps in the right direction, that it could happen, that it would happen. And it did. And, and now I feel truly unstoppable because I, at 13, like as a little kid was able to say, I want that. And I made it happen. And now I feel like I can do that for literally anything. And I, I am, you know, it's yeah, okay. you are and confident. It just shows confidence is a muscle. Like it mm-hmm. is a muscle that you build. I think that you're God-given superpower is confidence. I think you were absolutely like God literally created you (laughs) perfectly in that image. And it is like, there are not many people who just wake up at whatever age and say, this is who I'm going to be. I know, especially considering the circumstances that you were growing up in where it, it was not shown that it was possible. And you had people telling you that it wasn't possible, but it's like that innate knowing. So how do you, when you interact with let's say like your law partner or like people that you're coaching with, like, how do you help teach confidence? Cause I really do. Yes. I do believe that we're certain people are born with an innate amount of like that inner trust and knowing in themselves. Mm-hmm. But I also know that confidence is a muscle, right? Like you yeah. have to build it up. And so how do you help other lawyers with that or just other people that you work with? Yeah. I love this question. I I think confidence, I think you're right. Like you nailed it on the head. I think that's the thing about me that stands out the most. And I love that. Like what a legacy to, to have, like, I, I want to show up as myself so authentically and, and be bold and exemplify that for other people. And so I do teach this often. And I feel like I, I kind of always have like from a young age, but I have kind of honed in this skill set in a teachable way a little bit. And so there's a lot of little things. And I think first and foremost, it comes down to who are you? And like, who do you want to show up in this world as? And just eliminating the space between who you think you are right now in this moment and who you want to be just trying to limit that as much as possible and get rid of all of those little blockages that are lies that you've been told or told yourself or that you've attached to and just kind of reframing the perspective of who you are. And then, and then once again, like fine tuning that, well, who do you want to be, you know, like start with the small habits in, in, from how you wake up to how you go to bed, to how you eat, to how you move and exercise and communicate and, and just building up those little skill sets. Um, and then I think like a really nice little tangible tool that I teach frequently because I see this so much in like the fitness world, especially that I'm in, and then working with influencers and content creators is people being hard on their body image and, you know, 
that whole self-love messaging. So one little tiny tangible thing that I, I like to give people is to either look in the mirror or look at a photo and only say things that you like about yourself. Cause it's so easy to look at a picture and be like, I hate this. I hate this. I look bad. I'm blah, blah. We do it okay. all the time. Like yeah. you don't even notice that you're doing it before you've gone on like down the hill of like critiquing the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Delete, 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 delete. And if you just stop doing that and it, yeah, easier said than done, of course, but okay. Maybe you immediately, you've trained yourself to automatically see the things you don't like. You've trained yourself to look at, Oh, that like belly roll or like my eye, one eye smaller than the other, you know, and I'm just like naming personal things that like I've seen in myself. It's like, you've literally trained yourself to directly look at that part of the photo every single time. It's like, okay, slow down here, rethink this, look at something that you like. Oh, and I, I give people the funniest example. Sometimes I'm like, do you have good ears? Okay, well, some people don't have good ears. So like, be freaking grateful for your nice little cute ears. Okay. And if even if it's that silly, and it's that small, just start small and start building that muscle, like you said, of retraining your mind, retraining your brain and finding things that you like and you value in yourself. And I think that tangible exercise, looking in the mirror, looking at a photo is a really nice starting place for people who, who need, who need that like simple step. Yes. I also tell the lawyers that I work with to make their powerhouse list. I've heard it called like a badass list or whatever. And it is literally just taking out your journal and like brain dumping all of the amazing things that you've done in your life. Like and it can be stuff that like people don't even know, or like you wouldn't even care to tell like the general yeah. public, like I had two C-sections and walked myself down to see my baby, like stuff like that, that makes you a literal badass and like write that stuff down. And when you are thinking like, I am not, who am I? I'm not good enough. All that mm-hmm. stuff, read that stuff to yourself. Like, that. is that woman right there not qualified to do any of the, have this dream? No, you bet your ass that she is qualified <laughs> and you just read off. 50 reasons why. So it is, we just have to retrain our brain because our brain's trying to protect us. It's doing its job, but it's not our friend. And awareness is so powerful. It's really just simply becoming aware that you're doing that. And then it's just slow, simple changes, small, simple changes over time and not expecting like you're going to wake up tomorrow and look in the mirror and be like, I'm so awesome. I love myself. No, and it's it's slow, right? This is like a slow build. You didn't start critiquing yourself overnight either. So right. you just have yeah. to give yourself grace. Yeah. Another one that I love to do is the act of comparison. I think people really get caught in, and this goes for like money, business, like your appearance, um, like your hair color, like all of the above, anything you can compare to anything. And people really have worked that muscle a lot, especially in today's day and age with social media and everything like that. Okay. You're comparing yourself to all of the best of the best. Some of it's probably fake. You know what I mean? But how about we start comparing ourselves to the worst of the worst? Like where it is a scale, you know what I mean? Like if you're catching yourself comparing to somebody else, Maybe it's a little bit more difficult to just cut that idea off completely. But how about you start comparing yourself to like the worst or like somebody who's mediocre? Like, why don't you go down that train of thought? And like, at least, you know, you never want to be better than anybody else, but you can be better than you were yesterday. And if you're struggling with that comparison piece and you feel like, oh, they've got it all or their body's perfect or whatever it might be, compare to somebody who's 
not like have what you what you already have what they want you know remember that you are living somebody else's dream you have a lot that somebody else doesn't have and you just need to be grateful for those things and I think it kind of helps build that gratitude practice which ultimately is what creates the goodness and everything is that gratitude absolutely golly and people just they don't know the impact of just small acts of gratitude and just even just before, you know, those five seconds of thoughts before you go to sleep at night, like, I'm so thankful for my daughters and my mm-hmm. health and my this and my that before you go to bed, like people don't even realize like the immense impact that that can have on your life and your day when you start actually recognizing yourself and your gifts and everything that you're grateful for in this life. Cause mm-hmm. it certainly does make life a lot easier to look at it through that perspective versus, you know, everything is, is it's raining, it's pouring. Yeah. So, Okay. So talk, you have gone out on your own. You've started Sunshine Law right out of law school. Talk to me about this mentality of literally walking across the stage and being like, okay, like I am going to do this. I can do this. I am capable. Like what I do not know I can figure out. I mean, (laughs) that is again, another um, really powerful mindset shift that a lot of lawyers are even still working towards. And I know our listeners really, a lot of listeners have questions about that. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I didn't go to law school thinking that I would go out on my own. I'll say that. I thought I was going to become a civil rights attorney. I went and did the whole DC thing. I lived on Capitol Hill. I worked right next to the White House at the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. I initially thought like I was destined to become a politician. I felt like I had the all-American girl story like the face, the voice, the confidence for sure. And then I went and lived in DC and I was like no, this is, this is not my place. This is a actual like antithesis of authenticity. And these are not my people. Um, so that was like probably the start of like my quarter life crisis ish. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, well, shoot, I thought I was destined for civil rights work in DC, but that's not going to happen. So now what? Um, and then I started law school still with like the determination of becoming a civil rights attorney. Um, and then I, I was just looking for different avenues of doing that here in Scottsdale or like in Texas or in California or like wherever I was going to be that wasn't DC. And then I joined the post-conviction clinic in law school, which is basically like, um, criminal defense work for potentially innocent, you know, victims of the system. And I was like, this is it. That's like the same kind of work that like Kim K is doing. I was like, this is, this is it. Like, this is what's next for me. I think this is going to be the path that I stick with. And then I was miserable. I was really sad. I was really, really, really sad for the first time in my entire life. I think like it was a, a sadness that I had never experienced before. And so I went inward and I, I committed to helping these people. I had clients of my own. You know, you're like acting as an attorney while you're still in school. I had like a handful of clients who were on parole and doing parole hearings that we were advocating for them. And, and you know, I, I started questioning my sense of justice overall, like while I'm in law school. And I feel like this kind of happens to a lot of people, this 2L quarter life crisis ish where you're like, shoot, what am I doing here? And like, what is what's next for me? So I went inward and I literally meditated every single day. I was very grateful to already have like that practice built. But I, I knew that I needed to soul search a little bit here. So I 
kind of just shut down a little bit. Like my bright, shiny, happy personality was calm and quiet. And I'm not going to say introverted because I don't think that's possible for me, but, um, but, but I was inward, you know what I mean? I was, I was just trying to be open to what was next. And an idea came to me in a dream, literally. I I say on my website, like it sounds West Coast woo-woo and like no offense to those people, obviously you're woo-woo. So definitely like you get this. It it came to me in a dream, three words. And it was one of those ones I literally like woke up and I wrote it down and it was life coach lawyer. And so from there, I was like, I think, you know, I don't know why I thought I was going to stay on the beaten path post law school because I've never been on the beaten path for literally anything in my entire life. So I don't know why, like I thought that was going to happen, but I, I started developing this idea of life coach lawyer and I let it kind of just like, like happen naturally. I took um, the next semester, a law and psychology class. And I basically used that time to work with a JD psychologist and work on a paper that was centered on lawyer well-being. And I was like, I think this is it. Like, this is, this is where I'm, I'm meant to go. I already coach people. I've been coaching people um, in the fitness world for four years. And I started developing that and getting into all the research. And I've like, listened to some of your podcasts and you've had other experts on, on this. And, you know, I just was astonished by the systematic lack of lawyer well-being in the yeah. industry. It's, it's horrible. It's horrifying. Um, the burnout rates, the depression, the anxiety, the suicide, the substance abuse, it just blew my mind. I was never on that track. My law school motto was youth for balance. And like, I stuck to that and that freaks some people out, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody advised me to be well-rounded throughout law school. So youth for balance, like sum that up. And, you know, I did great. You know what I mean? It was, it was fine. And and life coach lawyer, like I just, I started developing that idea. I started talking to people about it the summer between 2L and 3L. I literally just reached out to every single lawyer that I could get my hands on lawyers across the country. And I just wanted to know, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think there's a need in the market? And there was overwhelmingly. And people were like, yeah, this is a great idea. And I felt perfectly positioned to, to take that on. Um, so life coach lawyer started as the idea of coaching and counseling other attorneys and just embodying that advisor role, that counselor role specifically for other attorneys. Um, and so I launched originally with just life coach lawyer as a platform that balanced my life, my coaching and lawyering. So it started, that's where I started doing my legal work and my coaching work all at the same time. It's life coach lawyer creating balanced solutions. So from there, I quickly realized that being a lawyer and being a coach need two different types of marketing. They have two different types of clientele. And I needed on the back end of things to be able to separate that. And so within a couple months, I was like, sunshine law firm. I was in yoga and like an epiphany dropped into my brain. And it was the name of my new law firm. And it was sunshine law firm. And like, that was it. And it's the same concepts that I wrote about in my law and psychology paper that I ended up, you know, spreading out through the whole year, my final year of law school and like will turn into a book, a guide. And yeah, it just, it just happened that way. And why would I do what other people do if I've never done what other people do? And it's always worked out for me. So that sounds amazing. But I know that it always hasn't been easy. It could not have been it could not have been sunshine and rainbows the entire time. So I love this confidence and every all the things working out before the listeners who are like, yeah, Madison, that sounds awesome. 
what are some of the challenges that you have faced and what are, how have you overcome them and what are some advice that you can give around those? Yeah. And I guess to kind of like actually answer your question. So this idea of like, well, how am I going to do this? Like actually tangibly, how do you make this happen? And I think step one is definitely having that bold confidence to just believe in yourself. And I guess what I was seeing, what I was witnessing from my experience working in law firms throughout law school and prior to law school was really that when you're coming out of law school, you don't really know what the heck you're doing. Nobody does. Nobody. You're lucky if you have like some bits and pieces of what being a real life lawyer looks like before you actually get out of law school. And I did, I did have a nice introduction through the job that I had at the corporate firm for two years. And then at the different internships that I had a lot of hands-on experience and like actual interaction with clients and stuff like that. And I just felt like, you know, you're on your own regardless. And I knew that I had my back and I knew that I was trained and educated to go find solutions, whether that was solutions for other people or whether that was a solution for me and building my own business. So I, I really don't think I had that many trials and tribulations, at least of getting over that first hump of just like, well, I've got to figure it out. There's, there's, there's only one way. And I, I didn't give myself like a plan B. And people, you know, some people that freaked them out, it freaked out my career services at my law school at ASU. They were like, what in the heck are you doing? They were not happy with me. And I was like, are you going to support me or not? And they honestly didn't like they didn't give me any kind of support. Um, And so I went out and I found it on my own. And I reached out to everybody that I could find and everybody that I knew. And I was like, help me. And I think that was the greatest thing that I could have done for myself. And I think that is the key to taking that step, hiring professionals, like making an investment on that. And I didn't, I didn't hire like a coach or anything like that until I was a couple, you know, months down the line and I had some money flowing into my business already, but just asking people mentors, I literally started just emailing people and be like, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. Like, and people took my calls, you know, they're happy to help. People are happy to answer questions. And the internet is a wonderful thing. Chat GPT is a wonderful thing. Um, and then you kind of just jump into the deep end and like you either sink or you swim and you have to remember that you're well-trained. You're freaking highly educated. You're the top of the top, the best of the best. If you made it through law school, you can do it and use your resources. It's never the how, right? It's never Mm -hmm. the how it's always the who, like Mm -hmm. you just pointed out what I preach from the rooftops all the time. And it is that exact action that you took is contacting every single person, you know, and just say, I need help. Teach me what you know, that people are most afraid to do. They are most afraid to do that. And why do you think that is like, what, what is that? Especially with lawyers, like they hold it so close and into the chest thinking that they can figure it all out themselves. What do you think that's about? I think people are scared to look dumb, especially in our profession. And that's like a lot of the research that I, that I found as well. It's just people don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. And I don't, I don't know why people have that mindset because the reality is nobody knows what they're doing. 
right? Nobody knows what they're doing. (laughs) And how do you think they learned what they were doing? They had to ask somebody, right? Like it's, it's this mindset that I just don't understand. You can get to the end so much quicker if you just ask for help and know that you're not going to know all the answers. Mm -hmm. And like you said, yes, we are very smart people and probably could at some point figure it out. Yeah. But is that the right decision? Wouldn't it just be easier to reach out to your network, people who are there and want to help you to expedite the process? Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, I cannot stress that enough because every single answer and problem that you have in your life and your business right now is just one question away, one contact away from somebody in your network. True. Yeah. I think the other thing too is people, I, I see this a lot with my law firm clients and people who are just like surrounded, surrounded by me in my life and like see what I've been able to do and start like expressing their ideas. And there's this, this notion that people are so afraid to have a bad idea. And it's like, if you're thinking of something new and creative, it literally cannot be bad. It cannot. So I think people need to get that, you know, misconception out of their head that maybe their idea is not original enough or not good enough. And it's like, are you unique and interesting and have a specific perspective on this a problem or the world or anything? It's like, then that's a good idea. And there are tangible things that you can do to take steps to make them real, make them come to life. It really is. Like we have so many gifts and things that we can do, but we just get so caught up in trying to do things the way that everyone else has always done them mm-hmm. instead of trusting ourselves and our unique superpowers. And that's what's going to actually make us successful. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I agree. So talk to me about Sunshine Law Firm. You talk about non practicing non traditionally. Tell me what that means to Madison Mm -hmm. and Sunshine Law. Yes, absolutely. So Sunshine Law Firm, and this, this all comes back to that paper that I wrote in school and and the research that I did. And I looked at different types of legal practices. I looked at different industries and tried to find things that would actually be applicable to the practice of law. So yes, I am doing traditional contract law negotiations. I do this thing called influencer protection, which is where I've carved out this niche work specifically with influencers and content creators, but ultimately it's contracts and negotiations and trademarks and things like that. So it's a, we have a business law firm. That is what we're doing. However, I approach my clients And my role as an attorney, and this is what it really comes back to, is my perspective as what is my job and why do I have this position of power, which is being an attorney. It is a very powerful position. What do I want to do with that? How do I want to show up? And I think that my role as an attorney is to be an advisor, to be a counselor, to be somebody who lessens the stress of my clients. And so that's how I approach things. I'm here to help you take a deep breath. Literally, I have my clients take a big deep breath with me. They're stressed. You know, if you're calling an attorney, you're not usually having a good time or you're nervous because talking to an attorney can be scary. And so holistic lawyering is approaching the legal solution with the client's well-being first and foremost. And lawyer well-being. It's a it's a nice cycle that flows together of if you're a happy, healthy lawyer, you're going to have happy, healthy clients. And you're going to be able to serve them from this very, very powerful 
precious position of being the one with the advice. And guess what? Not the one with the problem. And you get to say, I want to help you and I have a solution. So here's how we're going to do it. And I hope that you feel good about this and you understand what's going on. And I'm here to answer all your questions. And I kind of talk about um, Sunshine Law Firm being basically like therapy for your business. I think that's a really good way to think about being a lawyer, you know, and if you're open to therapy, like if you're not open to therapy, like I'm not even going to try and convince you, like, just don't call me, call somebody else. Um, (laughs) so, you know, it's therapy for your business. We're advisors, we are counselors. That is our job. And I want to help. So how have your clients, what have you seen from your clients, their reaction to that? Has that been a unique experience? I'm assuming that it is. If people, if they've previously dealt with an attorney before, what are what is it like with them interacting you and engaging you? I think it's such a breath of fresh air for people. I do my best to be like, look, I'm not scary. You know what I mean? I just had a conversation with somebody right before this. It's like, she's like, people are so nervous to call. And I'm like, but I'm like the antithesis of all these stereotypes of, of what a lawyer is and how I communicate and, and just how like chill and easygoing it can be and, and things like that. So yeah, I get overwhelming feedback that people are just relieved and happy and confident and they're learning things beyond just like what we're talking about with their contract. You know what I mean? Like I embody who I am in every essence and in every business that I own and run. That's why it's life coach lawyer. And like, if you look at my website, like life coach lawyer is like this umbrella philosophy, essentially that floats into all of the different businesses that I have. And I'm not going to separate myself, my energy, my advice from my legal work. And, and, the attorneys that I have under me, they are often being untrained, you know, unlearning some of the habits that they have from their previous law jobs and and learning to approach legal solutions with a different perspective, a brighter perspective is what I say, like just lightening it a little bit and making it a little bit user more user friendly. Um, and yeah, people people love it. It's really Amen. nice. Like it's great. It's great. But people really are receptive to it. Amen. I mean, I really, yes. And you're so right. We're most of the time when you're talking to an attorney, it's probably not your best day, but it also doesn't have to be your worst day. Right. Like you can literally know by engaging someone like you, that you have a trusted advisor and counselor and not someone who's just billing. You know what I mean? There is Mm -hmm. such a disconnect in the law from like people, like it just, there's no emotion or empathy. Like the whole thing has just been severed and it's simply a transaction in so many scenarios. And I am just so heartened to talk to so many women who have heart centered legal practices and who are truly advocating and serving their clients. And I really just think that it's a testament. I mean, I think we, you know, some of us get lost and be like, I just want to help people, you know? (laughs) And like, sometimes we say that and we're like, isn't that great? But truly, if you start a heart-centered business serving the clients that you want to serve, like Mm -hmm. you can, you can actually like do that. And I just think that that's really, really, really powerful. So how big is your firm now? How old is Sunshine Law Firm and how many attorneys have you brought on with you? So, okay. So that's like a tricky-ish question because I basically (laughs) transitioned everything from life coach lawyer to Sunshine Law Firm. And then I just launched... Sunshine Law Firm. I actually dropped Mad Hippie, my merch line, and Sunshine Law Firm on my birthday this year, January 17th. So, like, that is the actual, like, 
conception date of those two businesses, you know, where I, I was a gift to myself. And that's what I like shared with everybody that's in my circle already. It was like, for my like birthday this year, I want to share making my dreams come true with you guys. Like it's a gift. It's truly a gift. And so I dropped them on my birthday, literally clocked out and like went to this father us today. So that just happened in January, but I started my firm and my practice and my life coach lawyer business um, in July last year. So it's not even a year old yet. And it's been thriving since the very beginning. Like there's a need, there's a draw that people have to me. And, and, you know, that's how they say to make a successful business is like find a hole in the market and fill it. And, and that's what I've done. So my work with the content creators and the influencers and like only fans clients, that's a big one. Um, people started calling me right away. And then I, because I knew what I was going to be and who I was going to be when I grew up such a young age, I've been marketing myself since I was a literal child, literally my high school art teacher reach out. And it was like the kind of lie, like don't practice, you know what I mean? But like from Texas, my high school art teacher like reached out and was like, Hey, you're finally a lawyer. Like, can I use your help? You know? So I've been marketing myself for years and years. So like the second I started my business, um, I basically just like dove into creating content and like building up a page, like via Instagram, creating kind of like a legitimacy for myself. Um, and then and then, yeah, the clients started coming and it's been amazing. And then it's lots of, you know, word of mouth referrals, people that are really happy. And then I keep promoting myself on social media and then doing things like this and just building my network and my email list and all that stuff. And it's, it's been going amazing. So Sunshine Law Firm is just like, you know, the new name and face of the actual legal practice, but Life Coach Lawyer started in July. I love, I mean, and that's just evidence of like, okay, universe, like I'm here, I'm going full out palms open, like, let's mm -hmm. just go. And it is really, really amazing what happens when you trust yourself and you trust what you know to be true and where you are going and just let and release control, right? It's releasing the grip of control and trusting yourself and just going and knowing that you can figure it out. You can always ask questions. Mm -hmm. Messy action is better than anything. Yeah. And it's just moving and look what you can accomplish. I mean, mm -hmm. did you think a year ago that this would even, I mean, yes, in your mind, you probably did. But like looking back, it's actually like what has transpired over 365 days is truly remarkable. You know, when mm -hmm. you really look back over a year, yeah. like you've had, I mean, that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess to answer your last question too, of like how Sunshine Law Firm has grown. So right now I have a VA that I use. Um, my husband is, this is like top secret, but my husband is kind of like transitioning to more of like a full-time role in my business, which has been or our business, I should say, um, which has been an incredible. So he's going to like help step up with sales. I have one attorney that I work with and then I have a paralegal. So I've got like a full little team now. And that is not the vision that I started with. So I think flexibility and openness, like you just mentioned, is an essential aspect too. Like you need to understand and realize that when you start something that doesn't mean it's written in stone. You yeah. launch your website, you launch your Instagram, you launch your brand, you launch your logo. That does not mean it's written in stone. And like you said, just messy action is better than inaction. Just do something, just start somewhere. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can be 
it can be good enough. And I think people really struggle with that concept. And there's like some psychology stuff that I, I love about kind of being like a maximizer or a satisfizer. Have you ever heard about those two terms? No, please tell me. Okay. This is like, this is something I teach a lot of people because especially other lawyers really struggle with this, this like type A personality. I realized very quickly in like, once I started law school, I go, I'm not like the rest of you guys. And I don't think I'm actually type A. I just assumed I was because, you know, I was on this path. Like I, I assumed I just must've been, but I'm, I'm actually not I'm more like, like a I'm creative. just a unicorn is what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. a one percenter. I'm a unicorn. Like bring it. <laughs> I'm basically just glitter, like just glitter floating through, flowing through. Yeah. So Adam Grant, he's like one of my favorite thought leaders of all time. He's an organizational psychologist and he inspired a lot of the work that I, that I was doing with Life Coach Lawyer and like the paper that I was writing and everything like that. I refer to a lot of his books throughout that um, piece. So being a maximizer or a satisfizer is basically that concept of a perfectionist versus somebody who thinks things are good enough and how you know, and there's no right or wrong. One's not better than the other. People need to realize that like it's not like, yeah, I'm a maximizer, like, ha like I'm better than you. It's, it's definitely not that. It's just, we are both, we are, we are both. And there's just some things that you're likely to maximize. And there's some things that you're likely to satisfy. It's this made up word and how, you know, like a good example of how, you know, like a test is say you're listening to the radio and like people probably don't even listen to the radio anymore, but you know, you know, this, this concept. So you're listening to the radio and you're flipping through the stations and you hear a song and it's a good song, but maybe not like the exact kind of song, the exact kind of mood that you're, that you're wanting. So you click next and it's the same thing. Ah, it's it's a song. There's songs playing. It's not commercials. Like there's an actual song on the radio. Click next. Okay. Like, yeah, there's another station. Okay. It's a good song, but maybe not my favorite song. That person is a maximizer and they're just going to keep flipping through the stations until they find the perfect song that they want. And guess what? That song might never come. So that's the lesson there. And then a satisfizer is they flip to the next station. They're like, this is a cool song. And they just are able to leave it. You know what I mean? And take that step, like you said, messy actions, better than inaction. It's like they can just commit to something and it's good enough. It's good enough for them in that moment. And that is enough. So, you know, I, this is a really good thing in relationships to be able to communicate. It's like, you know, if somebody's cleaning and it's like, oh, that's good enough for me. And somebody else is like, that is not clean. You know what I well, mean? Well, just wait till you become a mom. You're going to oh, have no. to go to the it's good enough category more than you would like. Because <laughs> when you funny. have to start delegating to dad and he like doesn't do it right, you have to like calm oh. every part of your body and be like, it's good enough. It's Unfortunately, good. It's good I'm enough. the, I'm, my husband has to deal with me in that regard. He's the maximizer to the fullest extent. He's like scrubbing every little thing with a toothbrush behind me, which I am so grateful for. I call him my executive house husband because like I told him, like I said, I said in the beginning, like, I know what I want. And I said to my husband, when I very first met him before we were ever talking, I go, don't even talk to me unless you want to be a stay at home dad, because I'm going to be a lawyer someday. And he's like, I've never thought about that because he was raised in a very like social norm, like upbringing. And he was like, I didn't know that was an option. Let's talk a little bit more about it. And like two weeks later we were dating and he's like, I'm going to be a house husband when I grow up, you know, whenever we were 18 and he was 20 and like, we're there now. And we don't have kids yet, but he's like running the show fully. And it's been amazing. Like, it's so great. And I'm like in here doing my thing and it's, it's exactly the dreams that we 
decided that we were going to build together. And now it's our reality, like another, you know, point of manifestation and then like making it happen. It really is. It's deciding and taking the action Mm -hmm. and the intentional action to get you there and over small, simple action over time. I mean, literally like your entire life is an example (laughs) of this. And you truly were like, you were a manifester before manifester was Yep. Oh yeah. I was a kid. I mean, like all these people are out here with crystals and talking about things. And you were like, listen, I was 13 and doing this like on the rocks. Like I was literally did not know what I was doing. (laughs) And it's so powerful and so real. And I think I've been able to capture how I was able to do it. Cause people started asking me questions like, how did you do this? And like, you know, how do you make friends in public? How do you network? How do you just meet people? You know? And so I started trying to answer those questions and writing them down over the last, you know, 10 years or so as I became an adult and, and like flourishing, like I better take note of these things so that when the time is right, I can teach them. And so I I have, and I have those actual real like steps that like I've been able to recognize in myself and, and other people around me, of course, too. And it's always a constant, like being conscious and aware. And I've really tried to do that, be conscious and aware of how did I make all this happen? Because it's pretty awesome and it's pretty unique and it's pretty rare. Like I'm 28, just to give reference, I'm 28 years old. We've bought in two homes. We own four businesses. Like we have literally built every single thing that we've ever wanted. And I'm also extremely grateful for that at every moment. And I, I kind of talk about this thing and teach the thing of like the gratitude abundance cycle is what I call it. It's like, if you want more, you better be damn grateful for what you have because the Amen. universe is listening to that and, and recognizing Amen. that you are constantly being grateful for what you have. So it's going to continuously reward you over and over and over again. Cause it doesn't want to give to people who are ungrateful. Why would it? Why would it? So be grateful for what you have and it'll continue to build. Oh, like that is, I mean, talk about a stamp on a fantastic freaking podcast, Madison. I love you so much. You're such, you literally embody powerhouse and powerhouse leaders. And we are just so lucky to have you in this community for you, just your brilliance. I'm so excited to meet you in person in Scottsdale. Like what a treat where, well, now that I get to see you in person, not everybody gets to see that, but where can they find you on social media? Don't give everybody your address now, but where can people find you on social media? I'm I'll run into you and trust me, like, you'll know I'm around. We'll be friends. We'll, we'll make friends. Like say hello. Um, so I do a lot. <laughs> And I want you all go to go all follow all the accounts. And I produce a lot of content because I have a lot of, to say and I have a lot of cool things that I share. So you can find me at Life Coach Lawyer or lifecoachlawyer.net, which is my website that has all of these things as well. So Life Coach Lawyer, Instagram, TikTok. I've got Sunshine Law Firm, Instagram, and then also Mad Hippie, which is my merch line, my brand, which is so cute. I know it's like reverse in the camera, but. This is the logo. I've got a really cute Valentine's Day puzzle right now for people who are like into the love languages, which is probably every single person in your audience. Like a puzzle is a great quality time activity to do with somebody. So that's one thing I'm selling right now for Mad Hippie. So it's Mad Hippie 11 is the Instagram handle for that. And then my personal is Queen Copes and my husband's is King Copes. I changed it the night that we got married because his was always King Copes. And I was like, this better be available. And then the night we got married, I changed mine to Queen Copes. So that's my personal. Yes. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. I love all of that. We'll link all of that up in the show notes. So you guys can connect with Madison or all the things and get all your mad hippie gear and a puzzle because that actually, I love a puzzle. My family totally not on a puzzle, but I love a puzzle. I think it's good. It's good for kids. It's really cute. It says, I love you, which is like something. That's so cute. I'm going to have to order that for the girls. What a good idea. Okay. Well, before we leave, we always do a legally blonde moment with our guests. So can you share one with us? Yeah, of course. And I guess I have to like plug this for my like Legally Blonde chat. So I'm obviously like very on the Elwoods like lifestyle so much. And people always say that to me. They're like, oh, you're like Elwoods. And I go, no, I'm like Madison, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of like, I like don't take it as a compliment, even though I love Elwoods. Like I love Legally Blonde. That was not like an inspiration for my career and everything like that. But I'm definitely pink, glitter, glam, sassy, like at the nail salon, like Pomeranian, like the whole thing. But no, I'm I'm not Elwoods. I'm Madison. But I guess a funny story that I thought of was kind of related to the conception and like the name about Sunshine Law Firm. So I kind of mentioned um, how it came to me. Like it was, this was like an epiphany. I was open. I'm, I'm always open. My creative stuff is always like, I, I just like start with a, you know, a seed and then I'm just open and I let it come. So uh <laughs> somebody uh like Christmas ish just this last couple months asked me like how did you settle on the name Sunshine Law Firm and I was like settle I didn't settle on anything and this was like maybe like a mildly like autistic moment where I'm like taking something way too literally but I'm like settle I didn't settle on anything like I love my name Sunshine Law Firm he's like no no no. like just how did you like come to that name and I was like oh well I definitely didn't settle on anything, but this is how I I did. And so I was literally in this incredible yoga session and I we're a part of this community called like we are Viking yoga, which is like a nonprofit organization that hosts these giant yoga events around Scottsdale. I wonder if if there would be one in town, like you and your girls should come. Um, It's an amazing, amazing event. It's like dubstep yoga and in yoga. I was just, I've been thinking of a law firm name for a while the only thing people were like recommending to me, like I needed to separate it from Life Coach Lawyer. So people were just like, call it Coper, Coper Law Firm or, you know, Madison Coper Law Firm. And I was like, that is so lame. Like I'm trying to do things that are different. You know, I'm trying to shine brighter and be different. And I say I'm solar powered all the time. Like I refer to myself as solar powered and I'm like, like, it's kind of like low energy outside right now, cloudy. And I'm like, this is just not it. I'm a solar powered girl. So I told my husband, People keep telling me, I was like, I don't know what to call the law firm. Like people keep telling me that you just call it like Coper Law Firm. And he's like, oh yeah, that's it. Like that's the name. That's it. Cause it's his last name. You know what I mean? It's like our last name. But he's like, yeah, oh yeah, that's it. Coper Law Firm, that's it. And I was like, no. Then he was just like on that. He's like, no, I think it should be called Coper Law Firm. I think it should be called that for sure. So that was hilarious. And then, and then how it actually came about was laying there in yoga and I was just open to it. And literally it dropped into my brain fully downloaded and I like sat up like at the end and I like told the guy next to me I'm like I just came up with a name for my law firm it's Sunshine Law Firm <laughs> he's, That's like, like, he's like nice cool. to meet you <laughs> yeah. yeah probably <laughs> no it was a close friend it was a close friend he's he's like in my like network too and stuff like that he hosts networking events so I was like 
But it, yeah, he definitely didn't care to the extent that I cared about. I was like, it came. My name is here, Sunshine Law Firm. So I came up with that in like October and then I was just like so ready. And then I worked on the logo for a while. And the logo is a sign made out of my Life Coach Lawyer logo, which is three triangles, Life Coach Lawyer. So it's a sign that I created and then it's Sunshine Law Firm. So there's my legally blonde moment, my inability to understand somebody's simple question of how did I settle on the law firm? My husband. Well, and, but I think when over. something is so, you're so excited about something, it's your new baby. Like the way people say <laughs> things are very impactful. You're like, yeah. are you judging my new business right now? Like I'm very sensitive about, like I'm very sensitive mm. about my baby. Like don't call my baby ugly. You know, like, <laughs> do, we're not doing mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't settle on anything. Like I only do the best of the best. Duh. Like, you know me, it was like one of my friends. I'm like, what are you talking about settling? Like I don't settle on things. <laughs> uh, and we're, we're lawyers. Words are powerful. Words are really meaningful, you know? And I, I speak like that in, in every aspect with intention. Absolutely. Madison, this has been such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for coming on Powerhouse Lawyers. Everybody, we'll see you next week. And Madison, again, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, Erin. I love you. Thank you so much for listening into the Powerhouse Lawyers podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you catch your podcasts. If you loved this episode, I would be so honored if you left a review. And because I know you are the type of woman who wants to see other women win, be sure to share this episode with someone who needs it. By sharing it, you are empowering a fellow sister in the law to know that she is not alone, that there is nothing wrong with her, and that she can build a life and career that she loves. Thank you. See you next week. Hey, Powerhouse. As a dedicated listener to this podcast, I have curated a special place just for you. It's called the Powerhouse Lawyers Facebook group. You can head on over to the show notes, click on the link and join our community. This Facebook group is for listeners of the show, attorneys, no matter where you are in your practice, maybe you're a law student, or maybe you're just someone fascinated by the legal profession. This Facebook group is for you. This is a community that is going to engage in discussions on episodes. You'll get special exclusives. There's valuable networking opportunities. I'll be providing some educational content. And above all, you'll get a strong, supportive community and support system. So click on the link in the show notes below to join the Powerhouse Lawyers Facebook community, where community, knowledge, passion, and collaboration thrive. Again, head on over to the show notes to click on the link to join the Facebook group for the Powerhouse Lawyers podcast. Thanks so much. See you guys there.